Introducing Fight Picks with the Pros, brought to you by FanDuel. Hello and welcome to Fight Picks with the Pro. My name is Garrett Marchesano and today I'm joined by Ultimate Fighter Season 18 winner, Chris Holdsworth. What's up? Today we're going to talk about five fights on the upcoming UFC 255 card taking place this weekend at the UFC Apex Center in Las Vegas. Let's go. First up, we got Mauricia Shogun Hua. Uh, who is the underdog coming in this fight? Plus 152, according to FanDuel, versus Paul Bearjew Craig, who's coming in as the favorite. Uh, Mauricio is a longtime UFC vet. He's 27 and 11 with 21 TKOs. He's always fun to watch. He's coming off his third win against Nugera, who was a decision win. Um, I love watching this guy fight every time he comes out there. I feel like I've been watching him for 15 years. Um, I love his style. What do you think about what do you think about Shogun? Yeah, I've been watching Mauricio since his early pride days. You know, first it was his older brother Ninja that I was <laughs> yeah. a huge fan of, him and the shootbox guys. And then shortly after, you know, Ninja came on the scene, his, his younger brother, his younger brother, Mauricio Shogun Hua came on the scene uh, came on the scene and he was just destroying everybody in pride. You know, devastating knockouts, all 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 the tough guys. And uh, like, I, like I've talked about before, I'm always, you know, uh, a huge fan of guys who have been fighting this long. <laughs> I don't know what his brain is made out of, but like, I don't know. Please give me some of that, you know, like share, yeah, right. share some with me because he, he's taken a lot of damage over the years and he just continues to, to, to get fights and show up and, and put on great performances. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that has all the accolades. Uh, does he need to continue fighting? He's, he's a UFC Hall of Famer. He has UFC Fight of the Year. Um the list list goes on. He's 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 got everything. Uh, Dana White's really high on him, and this is where, you know, a, a lot of analysts, a lot of people out there think there should be a legends league for guys like this, guys like uh, Shogun who wants to keep fighting in their older age. Or Chuck, or Anderson Silva is another yeah, one that comes yeah. to mind. Uh, but he's still competitive against top level talent, and and he still wants to make a run. So all the power to him. I love watching him fight. You know, he told his wife twelve years ago. Babe, two more fights and, and I'm gonna retire. And you know that was 12 years ago. Sorry, so, not so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Psych. <right. laughs> then on the other side, you got Paul Bearjew Craig, who's coming in, who's 13 and four, 12 finishes, all by submission. So he really is that BJJ ace. He likes to finish you on the ground. He's gonna go for that rear naked choke, arm bar, triangle choke. He's got all the tools. Um, great fighter. They previously fought uh, just a year ago. It ended up in a draw. Um, they both took a fight since, and Paul Craig ended up taking another fight, getting the first round submission finish. Um, Shogun took another fight against Nugera, which was their third fight. He got the decision yeah. win. Uh, it's probably third fight over the last, you know, yeah, those guys in years or so. Um, but it's really, uh, you know, Shogun's going to keep it on the feet. Paul Craig actually did a great job standing with him last fight, went toe to toe with him. You wouldn't tell who, who's the better striker, so it could go that way. But we know that if if Paul takes him to the ground, he could have an advantage there. How do you see this fight playing out? Well, first off, Bearjew. Not sure what kind of nickname that is. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty unique. Um, yeah, he's a finisher. Paul Craig's a finisher. Twelve subs and then one TKO. I think he's thirteen and four. So all of his wins are by finish. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I love finishers. I love watching finishers. Uh, I, I was a finisher. I was always looking for the finish. So guys who that can go in there and, and finish you from anywhere, standing, off their back, on top, 
you know, I'm, I'm always going to root for those guys. I think Paul is the younger fighter, and he, he probably learned a lot from that that first mm-hmm. that first fight, and it was a draw. So I think he's going to make some adjustments, and he's going to come out with the win. As much as I love uh, Shogun, I just think the younger uh, fighter in Paul Craig is going to make those adjustments, and he's uh, he's going to win a decision this fight. Okay, you're going Paul Craig by decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Paul Craig. Watching a few of his interviews, you know, uh, he, he's a Scottish guy, and he wears the um, kilts is what they're properly called. And he, he wears them around. He wore them to a few interviews, and he loves it when people yell at him and call it a skirt. And, you know, he's a he's a total badass fighter, of course. And he said his favorite thing to do. He walks up to guys, and they call it a, call it a skirt, and they go, he goes, this isn't a skirt. And if you say that it's a skirt again, that's a good way to get kilt. And he's uh, a little play on it because it's a kilt. I was going to say, he's going to flash him or something. No, no. <laughs> hey, knowing everybody said, why are you wearing a skirt? And I said, listen, mate, the last guy that called it a skirt, get kilt. Get it? Because it's a kilt. Uh, that's right. <laughs> it's a good way to get kilt. And Ariel Hawani was actually interviewing him. And he's yeah. like, what do you wear under that? And he started to pull it up a little bit. And he's like, you sure you want to see? And everyone is like, yeah, yeah, what's under it? And he started pulling up again. And then he, he said, no, 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 no. He's like, I don't wear anything under it. He's, it's all commando. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious little yeah, back and forth from him and Erlewani. So great personality. You, you got to love him with the nickname like Bear Jew. Um, you know, he's coming at you. He's going for that submission. I see the fight ending. Um, I'm going to say I can see it going decision, definitely. Uh, that's how the last fight ended up, and it was a very good match. But I'm going to say Paul Craig is going to get the finish this time by third round rear naked choke. Yeah, uh, that's my. So I'm gonna call the not gonna happen, the but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. He's saying decision win for Paul Craig. I'm saying third round, RNC finish. All right, the next fight we're gonna review is Valentina the Bullet Shevchenko. Uh, she's fighting Jennifer Maya. She is the heaviest favorite on this card at minus eighteen hundred, uh, according to Fanduel, which is ridiculous. So if you bet a hundred dollars on Shevchenko. You're gonna win five dollars and eighty six cents. So not a smart bet. Not, yeah. <laughs> or you can say maybe someone puts a, a some big cash on, on Shevchenko yeah, yeah. and and they could they have that out. much confidence in her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a hard one uh, to, to to place a bet on. But um, you know, she's fighting Jennifer Maya, who who's a great fighter in her own right. But a little bit more about uh, Valentina. Um, she's really been a dominant fighter in the UFC ever since she's came in. Two losses against Amanda Nunes, which you know kind of caused her to move down weight classes. Uh, no fault there. Amanda Nunes might be the greatest uh, women's fighter of all time. I think she probably is the goat at this point. Uh, but Valentina's nineteen and three, uh, six TKO, seven subs, very well-rounded fighter. Um, she trains in shooting shooting competitions since two thousand eight. I always think that's cool about her. I see her post on her Instagram all the time where she has a AR fifteen or her last one. She went went through her three Glocks that she owns. That's custom branded for her so mm-hmm. she's all about those shooting competitions that are really really fun to see but she's great at gauging distance complete striker she's throwing spinning back kicks high kicks uh great all-around boxing how do you break down uh, valentina in this fight yeah valentina is definitely my one of my top favorite fighters top three favorite fighters right now um I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan in her style and just everything about her you know the shooting you know know, i'm into shooting too so like you know she she shoots really well she's into guns and she can fight her butt off um uh tremendous kickboxing skills she she can knock out anybody as as you've seen she can outpoint you on the feet the range 
that you were talking about. She's really she knows her range so well that she can be in and out and just hit you with a head kick or switch head kick right off the bat. But then, like, people are getting surprised about her grappling skills as well. Like, you've seen some submissions um, in the past before, getting getting some some pretty good submission wins over some some submission yeah. artists, yeah. right? Um, so I, I don't think Jennifer is going to pose much threat. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting seeing what Jennifer, what kind of game plan she's going to come, uh, come come with. I, I think the only thing she has to offer is to come forward and try to get in, in Valentina's face. But like I talked about, the range and just the footwork that Valentina yeah. has, I think she's gonna be able to just dance around here, pick her shots, and uh, you know, make it a quick night. Yeah, you know, admittedly, I've I've picked against uh, Valentina a few times, and it's really frustrating Never rooting again. for the other fight. Oh, no, I'm not gonna make that decision <laughs> Especially again. Especially we'll flyway, see. man. But it gets frustrating because she just stays out of range. They'll pick you apart, and she seems like she's right there in the pocket, but she's not. She knows that she's just outside your punches or your kick. Um, so her awareness in the octagon is just super high level. She has great experience. She's been doing it since she was 12 years old, and, and it, it's just it's just ridiculous. But to give credit to Jennifer Maya, she's she is a great fighter in her own right. Oh, of uh, course. Even though she's the major biggest underdog on this card, you know she is 18 and six. She has a well-rounded game. You know, some negatives is she, she did test positive, according to USADA, uh, for two banned substances in 2018, uh, which which is, you know, not the best stat to have on your record. Um, she came in overweight twice in 2019, so hopefully she can get on weight for this fight. But she has a great coaching staff. She's training her butt off. She didn't wait for this fight. She came in and took another fight in the UFC, got the win, and she's calling for that title shot. She was calling for it as soon as she came into the UFC, and now she wants it here, so... She's looking to shock the world. You know, she's looking to go in there, get in her face. She's going to have to get on the inside. Um, and, you know, she's going to have a chance. She knows she's a big underdog coming in this fight. And so hopefully she sees the whole world against her. She's going to come in there uh, with some energy and, and try to pull out the, the sneaky win. Yeah, Jen- Jennifer Maya is no slouch. You know, anybody who's able to fight their way up and, and, and challenge for the title shot, they're, they're no slouch. But I just think Valentina is, is, is just – way way better in 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 some of the areas so i think it's going to show um you know when they fight that valentina's gonna be able to pick her shots it's gonna be like the matador you know uh, jennifer's gonna come forward hard she's just gonna angle off you know nice uh nice crisp boxing and i think she's gonna finish her with with some type of head kick Mm, okay so you're going uh valentina shevchenko i'm going valentina shevchenko uh head kick round two okay (laughs) <laughs> okay, I am going to go with you on that. Close. I'm going to go Valentina Shevchenko. I think it's going to go into the third round. I think Jennifer Maya is super tough, and she's going to you know, take some punishment. She might have a few moments of her, of her own, um, but I'm also going to call TKO finish in the third round. I think it's going to happen early in the third round. She's going to get the finish. All right, moving on to our third fight we're going to review today. We got... Mike Platinum Perry, who's coming in as the minus 154 favorite into this fight against Tim the Dirty Bird Means. He's been around the fight game for a long, long time. But first, let's chat about Mike Perry a little bit. Um, I'm a big fan of Mike and his, his antics in and outside the ring. Uh, not always so great. Not the the negative ones, but kind of his uh, outspoken way. And it's it's super genuine. And he's always entertaining in, in post-fight press conferences and, and on social media. Um I thought it was hilarious how he had his girlfriend corner his fight against Mickey yeah, Gall. That was and, awesome. And he, he got the win. I think the UFC is going to kind of button that up now and, and kind of 
uh, have some rules around your, your quarterman after he he pulled that one off. But you know, he's got a few things. He's dealing with the the domestic violence complaints. He's got a baby on the way. We know he's got kind of this drama outside the ring that he brings. This this kind of uh, character that that he brings that's completely genuine. Genuine. He's not faking anything, and that's what what, what I like about it. But inside the ring, he's always entertaining. He's coming in to take your head off. You know, majority of his wins come via TKO. Um, this fight was originally going to be versus Robbie Lawler, which I was super excited about. Mm-hmm. Two fan favorite type guys going at it. Uh, but Tim Means is a great replacement. First, what do you think about uh, Platinum Mike Perry? Yeah, Mike Perry has grown on me over you know over his every fight. He's grown on me just a little bit. In the yeah. beginning, I didn't really know how to how to really comprehend him. I was just kind of like, who is this loudmouth <laughs> yeah. dude? And his first couple of fights, he didn't really show too much skill, in my opinion. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like you said, like a brawler. But I, I really think Mike has been putting in the work to actually, uh, you know, get better in, in, in every aspect of mixed martial arts. You know, I just watched him grapple Al Alquenta in sub grappling and, uh, you know, he held his own and he beat Al. Um, so, yep. like, that just tells you there that, you know, he's working on his grappling game because Al's no slouch. I've trained with Al before, so I know his ground game is good. Um, so Mike's getting better on the ground. It looks like, uh, you know, he, he's training with a, with a new team now, or he has been maybe his last couple fights. And, uh, he looks like he's a little bit more controlled in there. Like he knows how to turn it up and then turn it back down to where like his first couple fights, it was just fully turned up. You know what I mean? I think now he's being, he's being a little bit more, uh, cerebral in there and using some fight IQ of knowing that, Hey, I can't, I can't blow my wad in the first round like I used to, you know, I got to. I gotta try to piece these people up, you, you know, use my strengths to my advantages, which are you know my big shots getting in their face and then pressing them against, you know, pressing them against the cage and using just his, uh, you know, just his aggressiveness to his advantage. So it, this this fight's gonna be good because Tim Means is no slouch. You know, he's he's a vet. Uh, Tim can finish you in every which moving backwards, moving yeah. forward, moving at a weird angle. He can finish you. So this is gonna be a good fight to watch. Yeah. I agree with you. And on the other side, Tim Means, you know, uh, uh, talking about longevity in the sport, I know you're a fan of that. Being a professional fighter since 2004, uh, 19 knockouts on his record, 30 wins. He's kind of that uh, journeyman type, if you will. You know, in and out, he's been in and out of the UFC. Um, he's getting his chance here. Um, really unfortunate he had a, a fight night main event opportunity that he had to fall out of. Um, this is his chance to get back in there because he is going against a guy like Mike Perry, who's not a top-ranked guy, but he carries that weight in his name to where, uh, kind of like what you said about Cody Garbrandt, people are going to tune in to watch Mike Perry. If he's able to get the win, uh, that's going to be a highlight uh, for yeah. him that he can really promote over these next couple, couple months, get a bigger name. Um, they'll always remember that that fight. So I do like Tim Means. I think he's really level-headed coming into this, watching a few of his interviews and his highlights. We know he has the talent. We know he has the well-rounded skills. He's been trading off wins and losses over his past six fights, but he's always in the fight. Um, I think this is really evenly matched, um, how it's, how it's going to break down. I think it's going to go either way. Um, but at the end of the day, that being said, what do you think about Tim Means? And then let's hear your fight pick. Yeah, like 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 he talked about, like Tim Means, 2004 was his first pro fight. You know, that's when I actually started training. So, like, you know, this guy has been fighting just as long as I've been training, you know, fighting professionally. Um so he, he's bringing the experience. He, he's bringing that to the table. So he's going to be able to kind of uh, know where the fight's going, know, know if he's losing or if he's winning. And I think that's important once you get to that higher level yep. is knowing when the fight you're, is going your way and when it's not and what, what you need to do 
uh, in between rounds to change up your game plan if something is not working to your favor. I think he's going to uh, use his range. He's going to nice straight punches, keep uh, keep Mike at his range. And uh, I, I think he I think he'll finish Mike with, with a TKO in like round three. You go round three? Yeah. Wow, okay. I think it's going to be, I'm going to call it now that I think this will be fight of the night. Yeah. Uh, Tim Means going into it says he's coming in to be violent. He's coming into exchange. So that tells me he's going he's gonna to stand and, and, and strike it out with Mike Perry. I think that's what Mike Perry wants. So what a fight it's teed up to be. Both of them are coming in to, uh, coming in to strike. Um, I like Tim Means. My gut a little bit is telling me Tim Means, but I'm going to go with Mike Perry. I think Mike Terry, he looked clean in his last fight. He looked more composed. Um, I'm going to say it's going to go to a decision uh, to Mike Perry for the win. All right, guys. Next up, we got Caitlin, blonde fighter, Chu Kagian, who is the underdog coming into this fight against Cynthia Calvia, um, who is the favorite. Uh, Caitlin's coming a quick turnaround. She just suffered that loss against Jessica Andrade. Uh, really a body shot that hurt her and, and take her out. She got finished in that fight. So surprise, she's coming in with a quick turnaround now to fight Cynthia. Um, all the power to her to get back in that ring. I know that division's kind of up in the air. I think with a quick win, she can be right back in the mix. You know, she's 14-4. and four. She's a great fighter. I, I love to watch her fight. And what I've noticed is that she can take punishment and, and just come, out, come back on and keep fighting. That body shot that she took, I think, was just a perfect placement at the perfect time. That kind of took her breath away. That was a mean body shot. And she said in her last interview she needed like five more seconds to recover, and she was trying not to show her pain but had to grab had to grab her, her, her liver and hold on to it, which I think really just gave the tell to Jessica to run her down the ring with, you know, there was only 20 seconds left in the round. Uh, she was able to get to the finish. That was unfortunate. Um, she fights out of Henzo Gracie. I know her ground game is really going uh, next level. She's a brown belt there. Um, what do you think about Caitlin? I know uh, you know about the the Gracie family and the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu over there. What do you think about her her game? Yeah, I've been watching Caitlin for for quite a quite a while uh, quite a while now. She's got really uh, crisp hands and good footwork. Working with Mark Henry and those guys, mm. uh, you know, Mark Henry's a, a, you know one of the best coaches uh, around right now. So you know anybody who has the pleasure of working with him is going to have some good striking, some good footwork. Yeah. And I can definitely see that that influence in her previous fights. So she's got really good distance control, really good striking, and she's a, a brown belt under John Donaher, who's, a, you know, if not the best instructor uh, out living on this planet Earth right now. <laughs> um, so, like, anybody who's belted under John, I know their jujitsu is, like, 100% legit. And I, I know John knows the MMA MMA game just as well as he does uh, jujitsu, wrestling, and everything else. You know, he worked with GSPs, worked with Matt Sarah, a bunch of these guys. So he knows the 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 ground game for for mixed martial arts and for fighting. So it's going to be interesting to see her ground game pair up with Cynthia because you know, training with Cynthia. You know, I I, I used to you know coach and corner Cynthia as well. Like I know her ground game is 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 Solid. one of her strengths as well. And, uh, you know, she doesn't have a brown belt, but I definitely think uh, she can be a brown belt or e even a black belt level uh, wow. ground game. Wow. That's big praise uh, for Cynthia. And we know she had a fight coming up, uh, was supposed to be booked this uh, against Lauren Murphy uh, for a preview, the previous event. Uh, but what happened is Cynthia tested positive for COVID. Uh, so she had to go on that two-week quarantine, get out of it. She just tested negative, so she's jumping right back in. And as soon as she was looking for an opponent, 
um, Caitlyn was it was tweeted out to her, called her out, and they they quickly booked that fight. Caitlyn was trying to get it booked a little bit more down the road, um, but Cynthia wanted to get right back in the mix. So the UFC said it's this event or nothing, and so Caitlyn was like, "All right, I'll take it." And uh, so on Cynthia's side, you know, she was really disappointed by missing that Lauren Murphy fight, so she wants to get a quick win and get that fight rebooked. You know, she's trying to make a run for the title, and she thinks she needs one or two more wins to, to get right back up there. Um, she's 9-1, two TKOs, three subs, great all-around fighter, coming off a win against the number one contender, Jessica I, which was extremely impressive. Um, and, yeah, like you mentioned, she's a previous TAM fighter, so, you know, I know you have a lot of insight about her game and what she's all about. How do you see the fight ultimately playing out uh, between her and Caitlin? And then what's your pick for uh, the winner? Yeah, it's cool to see, uh, you know, I've seen Cynthia's whole journey, like uh, when she was an amateur fighter and then, you know, turning pro and then, you know, having all the pro fights and even making it into the UFC. So it's always cool to see someone's journey like, damn, I remember when you were just an amateur fighter. Yeah. Now you're like one of the best girls in your weight class. Yeah. Um, so uh, she, she brings a lot to the table. She's she's really scrap. She's one of the hard, hardest workers I, I've seen before, you know, training here. Um she doesn't mind striking. She's got a, a, a well-rounded kickboxing and Muay Thai game. She knows how to kick. She knows how to strike. Um, and then her ground game is, is next level, too, as you as you see in, in some of her fights. You know, she can submit girls from any position. And I'm, I'm sure she's just getting better now training with all these other teams and coaches yep. and stuff because she's no longer training with us. So she's just probably expanding her game now, learning as much as she can. Um, and the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit for her. So the way the yeah. fight, I, I see the fight going, I think they're going to kind of like play each other out, be kind of like more distancy, like kind of try to box. Uh, I, I don't want to see Cynthia strike with Caitlyn because I think Caitlyn's going to have the upper hand with the reach and, and, and mm -hmm. just being a more of the outside fighter and trying to control the outside. Um, I think if Cynthia's smart, she's going to mix it up, use some takedowns and take Caitlyn down to her back and then use her wrestling and uh, you know, out grappler with some top control and some ground and pound. And I don't really see a submission happening because I think they're going to kind of nullify each other's ground game. Yeah. But I can see C Cynthia using her wrestling, using her well-rounded game to take Caitlyn down and uh, edging out a uh, edging out a decision. Okay, so you're going decision win by Cynthia. I'm also going to go with Cynthia. I think uh, she is the clear favorite in this fight. Um, I think it's in her hands. I see it as. Um, her really controlling the ground game. And I think it's going to end via second round TKO. I think Cynthia will have uh, dominant top control. I can see her, even though Caitlin's got a uh, great BJJ as well. I've just been super impressed every time I see uh, Cynthia go to the ground and, and the kind of control she has. So I'm saying TKO finish second round uh, for Cynthia. It's time for the main fight pick of the evening. Now it's time for the main fight pick of the evening. We got Davidson Figueredo, who's the minus 290 favorite coming into this fight, according to FanDuel, against Alex Perez, who's the obvious underdog, still a great fighter in his own right. Excited to talk about him. But first, let's talk about Davidson. 19-1, uh, and one, nine TKOs, seven submissions, very well-rounded. Um, this is his first title defense. He was booked against Cody Garbrandt for this fight, uh, but they needed a replacement. Alex Perez came in. He, he's he's making that replacement. Davison's calling a first-round KO in this fight. He thinks it's going to be a quick finish. Um, my thoughts on Davison is he's just – I have no idea how he makes 125. As a matter of fact, he barely makes it. I know he couldn't make weight against uh, Joseph Benavides for their first fight. He's just 
you know, shredded physique, great striker, um, great timing. He looks like a monster in there. Um, great all around game, great coaching. He's trying to get better, which it, it, it just blows my mind that um, you mentioned earlier that he's, you know, training his Muay Thai and wants to get his his kicking and his striking better after he's already such a great striking artist uh, in that ring. So that's going to be pretty, pretty incredible. I, I really like him coming in as a favorite in this fight. What do you think about Davidson? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Davidson fan. Uh, he trained with the team for a little bit, so I got to kind of see, uh, you know, see some of his, his training, what he likes to do, what he, what he doesn't like to do. But, you know, he worked hard when he was here with the team. Like you said, he's a, he's a really big flyweight. And, like, uh, I, I used to laugh every time. Like, man, Chris, like, how do you make 135? And same thing how, how yeah. he makes one uh, 125. It's like, yeah. how do you make weight? Uh, very carefully, yeah. you know, with some strategy, of course. You know, it's all water manipulation. It's a lot of discipline and sacrifice. You know, there's no easy easy way to, 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 make, to make weight, especially when you're, like, really big for the weight class. Yeah, so, you know, to me, mastery is uh, keeping an open mind and always trying to improve. You know, even though, you know, Figueredo is at the highest level, you know, he's trying to improve things that he thinks he needs to work on. So, you know, he's trying to master his craft. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, you know, fan of that, you know, that way of thinking because, you know, as soon as you think you know everything and you have no room for improvement, you know, this game is going to pass you up yeah. real quick. So I see uh, his, his, his hand power is going to be a lot – for Alex to handle. Um, if one of those right hands sneak in there, um, it, it might be an early night for Alex. Yeah, we'll see. And then on the other side, we got Alex Perez, who's 24 and five, five TKOs, seven subs, you know, has a heavy wrestling background, but he's still a solid striker. The one thing that worries me about him, um, you know, great camp. He actually trains with Marlon Vera, which is, which is great. Those two are, are, are great friends. Vera coming off the, the, you know, impressive win over Sean O'Malley. Um, a lot of people take, try to take credit away from that. I know there's a lot of big Sean O'Malley fans, but Vera came in and, and earned that TKO finish. And so on Alex Perez's side, you know, he's on a great, great win streak. Uh, he's won his last 11 to 12, only lost to Joseph Benavides. And one thing I see is that he, he opens up and, uh, and goes and exchanges with guys at certain times. And then he'll peel off and peel away. And I just, if he exchanges, uh, you know, with Davidson, I think he's going to be put to sleep because he's not going to, the power that Davidson's bringing at that uh, flyweight division is just, you know, it's kind of something we haven't seen before. I think the only guy that kind of, kind of matched that is a guy like Cody Garbrandt. That's why that fight is, is so exciting for the fans and, and for us to see. Nothing to take away from Alex Perez. I think he has a chance of sneaking in as the big underdog and, and stealing this fight. It's going to be a heck of a fight. I love this as, as the main event. Um, great way to, to book after Cody fell out. So, you know, he's got to be careful. Um, I, I know they're coming into the game plan to probably evade striking, work his takedowns, get him to the ground, um, do some ground and pound, or really faint on the outside and just work some heavy shots and, and not go in and exchanging back and forth with Figueredo. So really exciting fight. What do you think about Alex Perez coming into this? You know, dude's a stud. You know, he's got what, 11 or 12 wins in his last yeah. 11 fights, and his only loss is to Joseph Benavides, who, who, you know, who's one of the best in the world. And, you know, people always talk about the MMA math, like, oh, he beat him, so you should be able to beat him. Yeah, but yeah. that's not the way things work. So just because he lost to Joe B and Figueredo beat Joe B, don't think that, you know, he's just going to go in there and lay down for, you know, for Figueredo. He, he's going to bring everything he's got. And, you know, that's not the way MMA math works out. So 
he's probably going to bring a whole different, uh, you know, set of skills, different movement, different patterns that, uh, you know, Joe, Joe B brought. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I think the only chance he has is, uh, you know, to mix it up from the outside, not yeah. to get into those big exchanges, to get caught with some of those big power shots, um, and to mix in the wrestling to try to try to tire out Figueroa, try to tire out just a little bit. But that's going to be interesting to see as well because I know Davison. Um, you know, I've watched a lot of his fights. Like his wrestling is really good. His counter wrestling and counter yeah. jujitsu is really good. He's going to be landing in submissions on the way down, and he's going to be threatening you the whole time. So. Can Alex push the pace and get the effective takedowns and actually keep Figueredo down? That's going to be the question. Yeah. Coming into a five-round fight, so you could say, can he pull him into deep waters and, and get him tired and, and have him go through scramble after scramble and wrestling? Not necessarily does want to keep him on the ground and, and uh, you know kind of evade those submissions from Davidson, but... You know, Alex Perez can submit him on his own right. You know, he's got seven subs in his career, uh, so that's a great stat. How do you see ultimately the fight playing out? Who's your pick to win it? Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Figueredo just because yeah. I think he's uh, he he can finish you from, from more areas than Alex can finish you. Even yeah. though Alex has submissions and, and he's got, you know, K KOs and TKO finishes, yeah. um, I just think Davison is better in all areas. Yeah. So you're gonna officially say Davidson by what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Davidson by uh, second round TKO. Okay, I'm gonna follow you there a little bit. I like Figueroa in this fight too. I think it's gonna be a great matchup. Like I said, this is a great, great main event. Kudos to the UFC for putting this together after Cody fell out. I think uh, he's gonna get the finish. I think it's gonna come a little later. I'm gonna call third round TKO finish from Figueroa, um, and that's my main fight pick. All right, guys, thanks for watching Fight Picks with the Pros. I'm Garrett. This is Chris. We'll see you next time. See you.